Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. On this episode of Deadline Scene to Scene Podcast, I talk with Oscar-nominated actors Chiwetel Ejiofor and Naomi Harris about the Showtime sci-fi series The Man Who Fell to Earth, which they both star in. In tune with the theme of the show, the three of us share our collective experiences with otherness and what it feels like to be an outsider. Co-written and executive produced by Alex Kurtzman and Jenny Lumet, The Man Who Fell to Earth follows a new alien character, Faraday, played by Ejiofor, who arrives on Earth looking for quantum physicist scientist Justin Falls, who's played by Harris. Now, he arrives at a turning point in human evolution and must confront his own past to determine our future and the future of his home planet. Adopted from the Walter Tevis novel, the 1976 film of the same name and directed by Nicholas Roge, stars the late David Bowie as Thomas Jerome Newton, an extraterrestrial who crash lands on Earth seeking a way to ship water to his planet, which is suffering from severe drought. However, he finds himself at the mercy of human vices and corruption. Now, in the 2022 version, it's more a sequel than a remake, and you'll see why if you check out the show. Because I've watched the first four episodes, and I have to applaud Kurtzman and Lumet for being able to create something that stands on its own and doesn't use the older material as a foundational crutch, which is great. However, it is Ejiofor and Harris who really carry the series with their electric chemistry and introspective interpretation of their characters. The Man Who Fell to Earth is a show that reflects the current climate of what it means to assimilate into a new society and how we as humans challenge that level of otherness. Tune in to our conversation and if you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And with that said, let's get into it. Good morning. I know it's early for you all. Thank you for uh, being on the Scene to Scene podcast. I'm the host of Valerie Complex, and I've been, I've watched uh, the first three episodes of the show, and I'm really blown away by some of the similarities and the differences and sort of the social commentary behind it all. What I want to know first is how did you both uh, get attached to the project? Uh, for me, it just it, it came uh, just through my team and who um, sent me, I can't remember how many of the episodes I actually read that uh, they were super excited about it. Um, they really loved it and they're big sci-fi fans. And so um, they were, yeah, very excited for me to read it. And I read it, loved it, and also loved the idea of working with Chiwetel. So I um, said, yes. Um, I, I was I read a, a lot of it. I think I read almost all of it. <clears throat> um, um, or the first nine out of the 10 episodes. And um, yeah, I just, I found, I thought, I love the ambition of it. You know, I, I thought that what Alex and Alex Kurtzman and Jenny LeMaire had done 
was really expand this story in this extraordinary way and uh, with this real reach and, and depth. And there was, I thought it was entertaining. I thought it moved really quick through these, this sort of journey uh, and in a very exciting way. But I thought that it also had, you know, these amazing, you know, themes and just this kind of richness of its kind of, of its thematic storytelling and its thematic root was so full. And so I was just really excited to, um, uh, it was one of those kind of rare projects which, where I knew very early in the read that I wanted to do it. You know, I was just, it was kind of, I just, I could just tell by the kind of richness of, of the language and just the, the level of thought that had gone through um, that had gone into these characters, that, um, that, that it was very special, I thought. In the first episode, this character is dealing with their home planet and it's boiling over. And that sort of says a lot about what's happening now to the sort of like the planet. And I'm sort of, I'm sort of interested in knowing uh, what did you take from reading this script as far as an environmental aspect and what it says about uh, climate change and, and how people are abusing the environment and how we can sort of fix things uh, if we have the right people who are motivated to do so. Well, I thought the perspective of this was really interesting because he, um, you know, Faraday as the alien, you know, isn't, you know, he's not telling anybody what the future is exactly. You know, he's not, um, you know, it's not, he's not sort of time traveling. He's, he's doing something that I think is richer and more complex in a way. He's, he's sort of relating the experiences that they had on their planet. You know, mm -hmm. so he's sort of saying, you know, I don't, you know, who knows in a way what, what all the details of what's going to happen on earth are. I don't know, but I can tell you, I can inform you of what happened to us. This is what happened to us. Um, and you can draw to some degree your own conclusions. You know, he suspects that Earth is maybe on this heading in the same direction, but he doesn't he doesn't know that entirely, you know. And I think that's a really rich way to look at to look at this, um, to look at, you know, the environment, to look at the uh, of the nature of, of climate change, which has all of these question marks, uh, you know, around it. But at the same time, you know, here is somebody who's talking about their own, you know, experience. And, um, and I think that there, because the show balances that with a real optimism about humanity as well. And, um, um, you know, which I think um, Faraday categorizes within the context of, you know, on his planet, because of their challenges with the climate, because of their challenges to sort of live on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, they don't have the option of developing all of these wonderful things that humanity has had the option of developing. You know, they can't sort of, they can't enjoy love and, and family and, and all of these, and the environment itself and all of these dynamics that, that affords them all of this time. You know, they can't sort of roll around in meadows and dream up poetry because, you know, they're in this planet that is, that is dying. And, his, and I suppose his ultimate plea is like, you know, to appreciate that that those dynamics, to appreciate what the a planet that supports you, what it sort of does for you, what it allows for you and your children and your families, what what kind of humanity it sort of allows you to kind of pursue, and so just redirecting that, recentering that, I think, is a really interesting perspective that this mm -hmm. that this story uh, takes on. 
Naomi, what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think, you know, um, what I think is really exciting is that um, I think there's few more pressing uh, concerns than, you know, the destruction of our planet. And um, I think putting it that at the heart of um, this story, but doing it in the way that it's, you know, encased with this, all this sci-fi and drama. And so um, it's not kind of pounding people over the head with the message, um, but entertaining them at the same time. And also the fact that, you know, you get this insight, you know, you get the ability to see the potential for our own planet and through seeing Faraday's planet, I think that's a really helpful way of, um, you know, showing up us our potential future and uh, educating the audience about about this, you know, incredibly scary issue that we all have to face eventually. Um, and I think one of the wonderful messages of the piece is that, you know, it 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 is solvable but we have to make it a, a priority. And um, we also have to collectively come together and you know, work together to, to um, really tackle it. And um, that it's done through sacrificial means. You know, we, we really you know, have to put our own neat selfish desires aside and um, think of the collective as a whole. And for your character, Justin, who is a woman in STEM, did you have to do any research to sort of connect what Justin does um, to your character and sort of integrate that together? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, lots of the science concepts I really didn't understand <laughs> in the beginning. Um, so I was very lucky that we had a wonderful scientist, Melanie, who um, broke everything down for me and explained it to me. And, you know, it's, you obviously can't play a character if you if you don't understand what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. So um, it's really important that you kind of do a deep dive into the subject and and educate yourself about you know concepts that are really were very alien to me um, before I, I started. And um, you know that's one of the gifts of acting as well that every time you do something you know you you dive into a new world and you get to learn about that new world. So. Um, yeah, I learned a lot about quantum physics that I didn't. Did you learn anything like really cool and interesting that you didn't know before that sort of sticks with you about quantum physics? Well, I, I didn't know that, you know, the technology exists, you know, the things that we talk about in the show, um, I really didn't realize that they were real possibilities. Um, and uh, and in the not too distant future as well. So that that was really exciting and mind blowing to me because I thought it was something that Alex and Jenny had just kind of created in their minds, but it, <laughs> it's real science here. <laughs> um, for both of you, I wanna ask a question and it's going somewhere, but I'm curious, was English your first language? For me, yes. Yeah. Okay, I was asking because the, the the show really focuses on language and communication and what it's like being a foreigner who is learning how to communicate in a way that they're not used to communicating. And I think about a film that I saw a couple of years ago called Arrival, which is you know a bunch of aliens arriving and figuring out how to speak to humans. But in this case, it's it's about how does one communicate with us Americans? Cause you know, Faraday could have landed anywhere, but 
he lands in America and learns to communicate, you know, at first using, you know, the F word and then learning, you know, to say please and stuff like that. So I'm wondering what your take is on the way that the language is communicated in the show and, you know, how the character continues to sort of build upon that in terms of uh, Faraday's communication with the world and Justin's communication with Faraday. Hmm. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to give it a go and see, <laughs> see if it's answering your question, um, which I think is really interesting as an area to think about, you know, as just the way that the way that language and communication is used in the show and, and what it sort of means. And the um, and there's something that was, I think, for me, that part of it was, you know, really rich in terms of just approaching this character, because one of the things about, I suppose, playing an alien is that you can only play your own alien you know you can't you can't really play another alien you can't play somebody else's alien because the moments in your life where you felt alien when you felt you know on the outside kind of looking in are all of these kind of deeply personal neuroses and and memories and emotions that you kind of harbor for yourself some of them you don't really fully explore except for like in therapy or something you know so to try to kind of to talk about them to try and creatively articulate those that, that sense that feeling of being on the outside is very kind of deep I'm, I'm sure it's in absolutely every single one of us you know it's accentuated in certain in certain experiences that I think people are either in a minority race have or people who are coming from different countries and so on who have been migrants themselves you know or whose parents are and so on you know I think have maybe accentuate some of those feelings but I feel like maybe even that's limited maybe it is genuinely something we all experience in, in our own sort of different ways and so accessing and sort of tapping into that feeling which I'm convinced is a very universal feeling is really exciting as well you know When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It really took me on a kind of personal journey of, of those moments in, in, in my life and thereby, you know, just being able to relate them to, to Faraday's experience, you know. It, uh, and I think that sense of trying to communicate, trying to communicate ideas, trying to communicate certain philosophies, trying to communicate ways of looking at the world is such a, is a universal experience. And so I think that in many ways, everybody relates to to Faraday. In, in, in the macro ways, people can relate to Faraday as an, as an alien, as a migrant and so on. But in the, in the micro ways, in the details of, of, of everybody's life is this, are these energies of, uh, of, I think we've all felt like Faraday. And do you, uh, Naomi, before I get to you, I, I'm just curious, do you, is there a time that you can recall uh, that you're comfortable sharing where you actually felt like an outsider and you weren't sure how to navigate the space you were in? 
I mean, so many times, you know, I, I you know, like I feel right. like so much, you know, um, and, um, and, and continuously, you know, it sort of changes. I've definitely felt, you know, in the work that we do in the kind of, in the creative kind of world that we're in and, and the art form, you know, I think that I definitely felt that growing up and trying to sort of belong to this, to a community of artists, to a community, and sometimes feeling that what, you know, in that way that of representation being so important, sometimes feeling that what I was seeing and what was lauded, you know, didn't have that much impact on me. Didn't I didn't connect to it, you know. And right, the, right. And the people sort of loved this stuff. And I just didn't, it hadn't, I didn't know whether it was me that I just, it didn't have meaning to me or whether it didn't, you know, or whether I was sort of just, you know, just in a kind of different space to everybody, you know, or whether I wasn't really somebody who understood art properly, you know, and that sort of feeling, that kind of feeling of alienation was something that I felt in the creative space, you know, more than, more than once, you know, um, I think that, um, that I still can have that, you know, I can still feel that I'm on the outside looking at something, but I also recognize now that that is also a position of, of power that is a position where you can change the way things are change the way things are perceived you know you can lean in to that idea and and it can affect and um and change um it can sometimes revolutionize the way that art is done or art is thought about and that is that is the wonderful perspective of being on the outside and that um and that is also part of the story you know uh, faraday is affected by the circumstances and the people that he meets, but he also recognizes that he has within himself the capacity to change their trajectory, change their lives also because of the information that, that he has. Uh, and I think that, uh, that duality is, is uh, incredibly powerful and incredibly relevant to the experience of being on the outside. Naomi, you know, uh, in terms of learning to communicate at, with, this, with, with uh, Faraday and uh personally feeling like an outsider uh what are your thoughts on that um well I mean Justin isn't so much learning to communicate in the same way that Faraday is you know mm -hmm. it's, everything is new to him mm -hmm. um so what Justin is trying to navigate is trying to understand who the, the blazers this this guy is you know mm -hmm. and and how to access whatever world he is inhabiting and and also you know she's grappling with the fact that on the one hand you know her her world is overloaded with responsibility and she certainly does not want or need another person to take mm -hmm. care of but mm -hmm. yet her heart is somehow pulled by this man and she decides to go on this mission and um, that he's on with him um, and the whole time she's just trying to work out like who are you? Where are you from? And are you safe for me to even be in this on this mm -hmm. journey um, with you? So it's it's not so much a, a language issue, um, although in some ways I guess it is because she's speaking a completely foreign language language to him, um, but she doesn't realize that at the time. Um, and yeah, I think in terms of relating that to my own experiences, I, I think I felt that the whole way through my time. Um, at school and that's why I was so relieved when it was over. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yes. It's my <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
prison, you know. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I was I was bullied throughout my time at um, at school, and I just I I really really hated it, and definitely felt completely alien to the other um, children. But you know, as Chiwetel says, there's a real blessing in being an outsider as well, because you know you get a perspective that other people don't get. You get a, a level of sensitivity that other people don't get. Um, and I think, you know, um, being bullied and like being, having to access other worlds where I was like, where I do have friends in these other right. worlds, um, it was really helpful for, for acting, you know, um, because I really developed my, you know, imaginative skills. And what, you know, I, I'm gonna, you know, when we're done, I'm gonna go watch episode four, but what can fans expect to happen sort of, you know, in the later episodes, um, as far as the adventure, including the two and getting to the destination of where the, the show sort of starts, which is Faraday on stage, you know, giving uh, the speech, um, anything that you can reveal, you know, that is not under, you know, secrecy or anything like that because I'm curious I'm nosy too because I because I kind of want to know too like <laughs> what because you know you the things that I like I'm about to gush a little bit but the things that I really like especially with with Justin is is that it's not a character that sort of just goes along with this journey and it's like oh, okay no problem like you know there is actual resistance there and there's consideration about like the world that's already created around her um, and she needs to see, as a scientist, she needs to see proof, things that are physical. What do you, what, what can fans expect uh, in the later seasons? I mean, in, later in the season. Seasons, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I was, you know, projecting there. <laughs> um, no, what I, I really like about the show is that you know, it's one of those things where you, you watch a show and you're like, oh my gosh, what was it about? Like, what's the, you know, what's going to happen at the end? And then they leave you hanging and they're like, in the next season, we will reveal. Well, it's not like that at all. I think it's all incredibly complete as a story. You really get a complete understanding about um, who Faraday is, the choices that he makes, where he's from. Um, and and likewise, Justin, her decisions and her journey is, is very clear and complete and everything's nicely wrapped up for you. Um, so that's about as much as I can really say, I think. Unless Chiwetel has more specifics for us. Well, not specifics, but I would say, you know, it's, it's just, a, it, it, it's a real, it is an adventure, you know, and it's very, um, it's very exciting and, um, you know, and it, and it gets, and it goes into this, this real journey. They're all really pushed to their, to their limits, you know, by, um, by the circumstances, you know, he, they are on a mission, you know, and they, um, and that mission is hard to achieve. And so, uh, you know, and there are, there are people in its way, I'd say that. What I love about like Faraday and what I find really funny is like, some of the, among some of the first words he learns is cuss words. And I feel like when you're learning another language, a lot of people teach you the cuss words first. And <laughs> I thought that that was like super and truly accurate to, to the uh, language learning experience. Um, and I guess the last question I want to ask you guys is, what do you hope that watchers of the show get out of it? What would you hope that they walk away with watching, uh, you know, the episodes, the season, 
you know, just some sort of final thoughts on what you would think about that. Well, I hope that they, you know, that they have a great time watching it, you know, that they have a, a really great entertaining time that it's, um, you know, that it, that it pulls them episode to episode as this circumstance gets deeper and more involved and, uh, and precarious for some of the characters and, um, and exciting, you know. Um, I hope that they, you know, in, they enjoy it, that they enjoy the kind of the, you know, the, the lighter moments. I think there's a lot of fun to be had in this show and there's a lot of funny moments and characters and uh, choices. Um, and I hope that they kind of engage with the sort of more serious side of it, the kind of them thematic side of it, the philosophical side of it, you know. Um, I think uh, Alex and Jenny have just created a really rounded, three-dimensional show that really speaks to, to where we are now and, 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 um, and really speaks to, obviously, the challenges that humanity faces, but it also really leans into the beauty and the positivity of humanity, which was again something that I really connected to, you know, that it's not a kind of sort of bleak look at the human species, you know, um, you know, we know that we can do that, we can obviously we can lean into those aspects of humanity, but this show, um, you know, it, it acknowledges all of those things, but it also shows the other side and this there's a this all this love and this beauty and this kind of connection. Um, there's a wonderful family at the center of the story that um, that we really kind of can engage with and relate to and um, and it just shows those different sides of our capacity and our reach and our generosity and our love, you know, so um, I think it's all of those things that I think uh, um, that I would want an audience to um, to take away. Naomi, what about you? I mean, I think all of that and then, you know, I think what makes this very special for me as sci-fi is that you know the depth the emotional depth of the characters um and i i really hope that as an as the audience get attached to us as characters and care about us and fall in love with us in in many ways and really you know want to go on this journey with us because i think that's really the most important thing um i think you know you can have uh really grand adventurous journeys um, but if you don't care about the characters, then really what's the point, you know? And you can have a journey that really doesn't go anywhere in a movie, but because you're so invested in the characters, you love every minute of it. So for me, we have the best of both worlds. We have really wonderful characters um, that are beautifully written, some amazing dialogue and um, amazing connections between the characters. And then mm -hmm. we also have this tremendously exciting journey for the audience as well. So. Yeah, it's definitely um, really exciting because it's sort of like a, a sequel light to the first film, The Man That Fell to Earth, but it definitely stands on its own separately away from that. And that's something that I greatly appreciate. Thank you both for being on the Scene to Scene podcast. This was a really great discussion. And thank you for, for revealing some of those, you know, vulnerable moments that, you know, you've had as, as an outsider. I really appreciate it. So thank you. And I hope you both have a good morning and I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so much, Valerie.